0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. I'm G. With me is Justin. Our other host is Missing in Action, so we'll get to that later. But Justin, today... He's holly and jolly, though. Yeah, he's holly and jolly. Don't worry about it. But today is a special day, as you probably are aware, Justin, because not only are we here to talk about the newest expansion to our favorite game, Destiny 2, not only are we going to dive into our prep for the day one raid, but we're going to do it with the first ever guest special guests... The brief history of the podcast, the first ever guests. So, with us today, we have the other three members of our day one raid team Shy, Colt, and Recoil. Boys, welcome to the podcast.
1: Baharo.
2: <laughs> Who
1: wants to on? guess
0: whether
2: or not Peter's actually going to forget uh, about I... day one and not show up for that? Uh, <laughs>
3: Shy will well let him. I'll send a drone strike to his next door neighbor.
1: So, he'll wake
4: up. Oh, man.
1: Probably beefing with that dude on Twitter about the
4: Raiders. Oh God,
0: that is very (laughs) Peter. Most likely. All right, so gentlemen, let's 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 talk about let's talk about it. So what I what I'd like to do is because we've all done day one raids together, um, I want to talk about what involves what is involved in getting ready for a day one raid. So like you have the event itself, the day of the day one, but like what's kind of the stuff that we do leading up to it. So. We're getting ready for the day one raid. What is typically like the general framework of, of how we get ready for the day one raid? Like, what are some things we're gonna have to do?
1: I mean, right now I'm gonna start by bounty prep. Uh, with the change to like the fact that you can unlock all the mods now, like experience at the beginning of the season is definitely a bigger benefit. Um, solely because, like, Like, when you're doing raid prep, at least, depending on when it drops. I mean, if it's the weekend after the release, like, experience is going to matter a lot. If it's a week after release, then, you know, you still have more time there. But there are always, like, those mods that you have to choose through that suck in the first, like, three columns just to get to the last few ones. And by the time you get to those last few, you know, you're running low on points to actually spend on mods. Um, So... Like I'm, I saved all my IB bounties this week. Uh, there's supposed to be one more Iron Banner, and we, we might be able to pick two more up. So those are all twelve thousand XP apiece, you know. And then I'm gonna start doing my uh, like daily world bounties here soon, just because. Again, normally it wouldn't matter in these in between seasons, unless you just wanted to jump start on like the actual like mods themselves. But going into Witch Queen, I just if it's actually only fifty, it still may not matter that much. But if it's a bigger jump than fifty, like with how important they're making how important they're making mods, especially with like the change to the uh, orb generation on helmets, like I think experience is going to matter a lot. And again, you're not you're not turning in bad like XP to like level up like your season pass. I mean that that's, you know, a secondary benefit, but you're doing it to unlock mods which will help you get through content at a faster pace.
2: So, mods, Is this whole thing going to turn into a rant from contents. me about Yeah, I'll before, cut you off before
3: before you start ranting yeah I, actually, I, yeah, I lost audio and I'm back now.
0: All right, now so Shai's back. All the, right, go ahead, Shai. The,
3: EX, the EXP Goblin Lord himself. Um, yeah, like Colt said getting Iron Banner bounties, any weekly bounty that's 12,000 EXP. Uh, but for me it's less about actually getting higher level and artifact power um, realistically the honestly the biggest thing is getting the higher level season pass because you have the higher percentage xp bonus for being in a fire team like that is actually what makes a big difference so hitting i think it's like usually like 6 26 and 46 level has like a 5% 10% 15% bonus on being doing things and like we're going to be grinding together presumably so every strike completion you know even if we do an old raid to level out like the exp stacks and just like snowballs so having bounties to get above those specific levels is pretty key plus um hopefully which has happened before you turn in some of those bounties and you'll get new weapons Hmm. Uh, and like honestly just starting to get rolls on the new weapons is going to be key uh, but for me, the bigger thing besides the XP to get ready has been just, like, curating weapons, and I really need to get my vaults, like, cleaned out So that, there's going to be so that, many that, new guns.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's a good point, and I do want to touch on weapons, but I think both you and Colt <clears throat> touched on two, maybe we can break into three major parts of, of getting ready for the Day 1 raid, which is the, the XP grind, whether it's for the artifacts or for the XP bonus in the Season Pass, um, and also just the power leveling. Um, we're going to start presumably, you know, uh, there's going to be a, a, like, like Cole mentioned, we're gonna have to get at, at probably a minimum of 50 power higher than we currently are. Maybe lower, maybe less something al- along those lines. And then, well,
3: the main thing is that with contest being on, yeah, the rate is right. contest on. So yeah. So the if, con yeah, go ahead. If it is 50, right. 1330 is the current pinnacle cap, which means 1380 will be the pinnacle cap. 1370 will be the legendary cap. The rate is never higher than that, I don't think. Uh, it might be 1375, which means with, with Contest on, which is 20 below, uh, so then we don't have to be any higher than 1355. And that's for the boss encounter. Right. Which means with the first encounter, you really only need to be 1335, and we're all already 1330. So I'm really not worried about it with the 50 grind, because with the 200 grind, a lot of it was luck. You had to get lucky on blues to get out of the blue phase as quickly as possible and start doing your powerfuls. Now, the first thing you start, I mean, the main thing is swing it. One character, complete it all the way through before you start the next one and actually pass those weapons. Um, but I'm much less worried about actually being above the, the contest cap.
2: So right. earlier I was looking on Reddit, my favorite place to go, where there's all sorts of you know highly sensible opinions. Um, and there was like this argument about, is it gonna be 200 or is it gonna be 50? And I swear that I remember somewhere it being explicit that it was going to be 50. But some people were like, no, they've never been explicit about that. And I couldn't find it. So my question is, like, have they ever actually been explicit about, no, it's only going to be 50? Because I swear I remember that.
3: It was when they decided to make seasonal only 10.
2: When seasonal yeah, became so 10, someone they linked, agreed Someone linked the TWAB and it didn't say things. anything about it. It uh,
0: yeah. must have been a different TWAB.
1: I, I think it's been I think it's been referred to. I don't think it's been like set in stone confirmed.
0: Okay. We don't think it's gonna be two hundred though. Yeah, I hope not. Like even if it's not I hope not. Yeah. Cause uh it was two hundred. Yeah, so the last the la- last time when they dropped Vogue, it was two hundred. And that that was a grand and a half, especially for me. Um
1: uh, I think I think another thing to add on as far as like prep um is like armor. Like I don't know that how bad important artifice armor is going to be, but I think uh, like just with all the changes to stats and things, like I'm completely having to change like how my armor set like distribution is, uh, with intellect being like much less important than it used to be, um, more for PvP than PVE. But even on a PVE sense, like you know the, the gains are quite reduced, and so like I'm having to go and like regrind armor like crazy just for different stat rules just because like especially like a hunter sucks like all the nerfs to hunters as far as pve are concerned like it's this close to be like a dead class in pve <laughs>
3: we have multiple hunter mains here and i have wanted to say something but haven't yet that i don't think we should plan to have any hunters in the day one it should be all titans and warlocks
2: I just like it. i think you're probably right
3: from raw survivability standpoint, the only hunter subclass that is even viable at this point is stasis for complete ad control. But I honestly think turrets are uh, better, and then uh, omnioculus for group invisibility. I don't know. Unless, uh, I
2: don't know, man. I'll say unless, unless like when witch queen drops, there's some cool. change to hunters.
1: And unless, unless something requires a celestial golden gun for DPS check, I just don't know that hunter's worth it.
3: Slower than. It's just it's less than thunder crash. Like, what instance can you not thunder crash in? Even if you die to push a DPS check, it's fine. I'd rather I have. I will crash say this. Control, you know?
1: I mean, that would be the only instance is in, in an instance in like which you can't thunder crash because you'll die as a result of. But you know, we won't know that.
0: <laughs> Y'all may not have an have the option to have me not on hunter. I I'm think we're gonna have at least there. one hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is um,
5: a tether still not worth it though? Because doesn't that isn't that an extra debuff that we're throwing on? Or is someone just going uh, to run Tractors? I
1: mean, it depends It depends on what the debuff is in the artifact. I, think I expect most likely we'll have Div.
3: Or Div, yeah. Yeah. And I think with the Void rework, everyone <laughs> expects um, Oppressive Darkness to come back, so...
0: Okay, but let's. Let, this is actually a good segue, because let's talk about the... Uh, I want to let, before we get to weapons. I do want to talk about armor. So let, let's let's assume for a second that we're bringing we're not going to bring any hunters. We're only bringing warlocks and titans. What kind of uh, exotics do you know, should we be like? What's our exotic like spread out? Because we'll have all two classes, so not everybody needs to run like Thundercrash and stuff like that. So I
2: can pretty much guarantee you, I'll be running Phoenix Protocol. the fight, though.
0: I
1: mean, tit- titans have probably the biggest like gamut that they can run. Because you can run uh, Curious of a Falling Star, you can run um, Helm of Saint Fourteen, just as secure. You know, if you're getting pushed in a bubble, you can run um, Crest of Alpha Loopy for orb generation. I mean, t- Titans have like a lot of options, whereas like Warlocks, you know, Phoenix Protocol and Luna factions are pretty much it. Uh, there, well, so I have another five.
2: World. There are five exotics yeah, I, I, I might use. Like, I would say, well, yeah, that one, I hate running stasis, so it's a different problem. Um, but there are five exotics I might use, excluding I have Another World. So, Phoenix Protocol, obviously. Luna Factions, obviously. Boots of the Assembler, probably. Um, and just depending on the encounters, possibly Controverse and Chaos Reach, depending on, like, how important, like, big damage or ad control is. So... And I say chaos and Geomags, obviously.
1: There's an argument to be made that with the void changes, like overcharged grenades might get better. So the controversy, you know, because like grenade DPS is legit, like on VOG day one, solar grenade DPS was a strat. And so with the void rework, controverse could see play just depends.
2: You can also like hold down entire like spawn doors with one charged vortex grenade, right? Yeah. And if you're running like a couple impact induction mods, you melee one thing and you got it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just looked in my gem.
3: I've pre-created four PVE loadouts uh, on each class. So I don't have a Controverse class because I don't have a good Controverse. But for Warlock, I was thinking I have another world Aeons, because honestly, if you're running, it's not a um, bad idea. Yeah. Like, Warlocks seem the most likely to take the hit on using their supers to get special and heavy for everybody, because I think there's a decent chance Galley and other rockets will be the go to deep strat for some of these checks, and basically guaranteeing that there's heavy on the ground, especially near the DPS point. So you just fire off all your rockets, go grab all the heavy that Aeon person created, fire the rockets off again especially for a Stasis Warlock, their super is really a panic super. That seems really helpful. Uh, Phoenix Protocol, Luna Factions, those are the four on Warlock. On Titan, I was thinking um, Curus, uh, Ursas, Saint Fourteen, and also potentially using Aeons. And on Hunter, literally the only one I was thinking is Aeons, or sorry, Aeons, I guess, or um, Omnioculus. Uh, I, mean, I think those are the only way, usable Hunter classes. It's a bit, if you again, would use it people in people
1: a people GM. Of the, changes, like, the, the problem I hate is, is like with all the nerfs to this abilities, it's like Hunters are forced to basically run team support uh, with Invis. So Omnioculus, Graviton Forfeit, could seem play, Aeons, like Shy was saying... Um, still not have cars, graphs are still a good options just for the reload. Um, but it's like very, uh, as you know, Star Eater Scales is like, okay, but like all of it is, it's weird that like hunters are being forced into void subclasses just because golden gun isn't the go-to like insta DPS that it used to be. Uh, but like we're having to go to void, not for debuff anymore, but for like literally team utility. So uh that know. that might be useful though
5: because honestly it, i'm not i'm not worried that we're not going to meet any of the dps checks because in uh what is it in deepstone we hit every dps check fine we didn't have any scenarios where we were like well you know if we just had if we just were higher light we'd be fine I and mean, we had some of that in vogue i guess but it dps checks like a, on
2: atrax and Atheon were brutal
5: yeah it, it, well, it, it it it, but also on tanix like The the mechanics got to us, in my opinion. So I'm more worried about survivability. I'm more worried about, are we going to be able to do the things without constantly dying and having to get revived?
2: Yeah, you see, it's funny because I feel like in Deep Stone for sure, and in Vogue also, I didn't feel like I had a problem staying alive. I think...
3: A-Tracks is a very perfect example of the DPS window being so tight that it gated a lot of teams that are good enough at mechanics. I think for the last five runs of A-Tracks before we cleared it, we probably only had one or two deaths. We just were missing a DPS check. People were mm-hmm. too- again. Maybe you're saying the mechanics are what got you because you weren't able to get to the elevator in time. But like, you miss one second of deeps, and not all of you are there swinging your sword at him. You miss it. Like that was yeah. that's oh, yeah. so tight, and those yeah. little damage buffs being on the subclasses, getting the right debuffs and buffs together. so.
5: Right, but that's not really a problem of not bringing the right DPS. That's more of a problem of not being in the right place to DPS. Because, again, if you have someone that dies, they're not there for the DPS. But if you have everyone there with their swords in the right spot, you're going to do the DPS, assuming everybody combos,
2: right? I mean, you're right. I think, like, ultimately what we're saying is, like, because the dps checks are so tight everything else has to be mechanically right.
0: perfect right right right. well and but there, i think we do have a good example of of the subclass mattering for the Tanix because i mean we were up against it we were almost at the 24 hour cutoff and literally colt switched from uh night stalker to golden gun and that was the difference oh yeah i
1: was on it first <laughs> i forgot i also think it's 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 jacob might have a point about the survivability like Oculus specifically um because like if peter was here I, i'd flame him about this but he's on crack if he thinks he's keeping protective light up the entire time now like he's on crack <laughs> he's
2: what i mean like can we just talk for, for everybody who didn't see it peter was like got a, i got a little discord argument with peter the other day and he was like oh yeah like you know i get what like he was like run supercharged and charged up and you'll be fine in a GM. And I was like, how do you like protective light burns all your stacks, the instant your shield breaks. And like, <laughs> he was like, no, you just it's carry alright. it from encounter to encounter. Maybe I play like an asshole. I don't know, so but my shield breaks a lot.
1: Protective light is going to be so hard to keep up now. And I was, I was watching sweatsicle last night, like theorycraft, craft, like basically what's going to be the new, like, you know, mod build. And he went through so many different mods. Like, el- elemental wells are probably where it's going to end up landing. But you're going to have to use, like, you're going to have to use the ones that guarantee an elemental well drop. Because if you're in high end game content, you can't you can't use something that's, like, oh, a chance to drop an elemental well. Like, that doesn't help you, you know? You need guarantees, and then you need it to work consistently. And that was the thing that he was running into when he was trying to do this elemental into supercharged into uh, protective light constantly is that elemental wells, they do not drop like in a consistent manner. And um, the way he was trying to farm them was with finishers. But the thing is, is because you're within melee range, you finish, it drops your elemental wells, you pick them up instantly and then you get melee and it consumes your charge instantly. And so he wasn't able to like consistently get charged with light to use protective light like we do now. And so
2: Loki, I think shield break charge is gonna be huge.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But I just I I I could kind of see Jacob's point And you know, with the void changes, it might even be more viable. But you might need an omnioculus hunter just for the resist, like just spamming smokes. So it's definitely it's definitely something like I still have my omnioculus, you know, like that thing's leveled up, it's ready to go. But it's hard for me not to want to run a warlock or a titan day one, to be honest. <laughs>
2: Sitting on supers is going to be not advisable simply because everybody's going to need the orbs. Yeah, Hell yeah, right.
3: Someone mentioned star eater scales. Those things are trash now. There's just going to be less orbs. Star eater scales have been pretty much blasted. Yeah, because you can't. It's going to be harder
0: to get the uh, the eight stacks yeah. of the what is it? Font of font of might? Font of light? I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah, I mean these are all great points. So um, I want to talk about weapons though. So we talked about armor specifically the exotic armor that we are thinking about bringing um but like what kind of weapons uh Shai, Shai, i think you mentioned galley being probably or we're thinking it's going to be a rocket meta next season um so for I mean, all that's
2: been the pattern right like ritual yeah. weapon and then the mod the next season is for the ritual weapon from the previous season right and so ascendancy being the ritual weapon this season the pattern would be some kind of rocket damage mod.
0: Right. So if we're assuming that's the case, so theoretically what one could do um is one person run galley, everyone else either run ascendancy or a different legendary rocket. And that opens up the rest of the team for their exotic slot So if we assume that's the case, what other exotics, what are the weapons um are we thinking? I mean uh, Wither Horde number one. Wither
5: horde. Yeah Wither Horde absolutely Wither horde. Wither, Wither Wither, horde. Legendary rocket unanimous selection. DPS
3: meta. Divinity okay. Wither Horde um that's it, right? The so before would, PVE support yeah. exotics.
2: I mean, like, I that was weird. Um, I think that, um, like, depending on in the past, Arbalist. a lot of the uh, uh, yeah, a lot of the champs have been just pushovers. Hmm. But yeah. if like anti barriers are not pushovers, then Arbalists will be a real thing.
0: Yeah, I don't remember oh, the sure. uh, the overload Mono- minotaurs in vog day one being that big of a deal um yeah I agree so arbalist weather Horde divinity what about some non exotic weapons
1: uh Scepter a- 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 is great for ad clear uh, especially because I don't I think uh I think warlocks and Titans will pretty much go unchanged as far like I'll give it to Mason the other night when we were doing JD's like vog stuff like he, he the, the amount of shards that he was spawning which by the way get your class items with stasis on because that whole, like, uh, the well maker stuff with shards is like sexy, but warlocks and Titans, a- the scepter, that all just feeds into each other. If you need to add clear, like, I think that's probably the best way to go. Uh, it does so much and it synergizes with the builds too much with a horde, with a a must. Like, it's just, especially if you're going to be running like six, uh, five legendary rockets with Galahorn, like Wither a is the best secondary DPS option. Uh, like bar none, just Wither Hoard into Rockets, you know, Half Barricades or Luna Factions, you're good to go. Um, You know, for more ad clear, you have things like Trinity Ghoul. Um It depends how much they, you know, nerf fusions or not nerf fusions, but basically how where, where fusions fall after Particle Deconstruction is gone is probably going to decide my second tier options. Uh, I'll have Whisper of the Worm there uh, just because it's too... It's too middle of the road not to bring with you, especially depending on how the encounter's built. How dare you? Depending on how the encounter's built, Whisper of the Worm can end up being a good option, because if you can't get close enough to shotgun or fusion, it. I totally agree. Also, let's
2: it. not forget, let's not forget legendary blinding oh, yeah, grenade yeah. launchers. Obviously, that's where I was going next.
3: Legendary yeah. blinding
2: nades, less. But I, oh, yeah. I
3: think realistically, as far as Whisper goes, if you're using an exotic heavy for DPS, I'm sad to say. I don't think Whisper will out DPS. Depends, sleeper.
1: depends, 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 on the way the encounter is built. Depends on the way the encounter is. built. I approve this message for I... shy. I
0: do 100%. think it. Like I think
1: A DPS longer sleeping DPS phase. Sleeper sleeper will phase over sleeper I mean, ammo capacity plus the ammo. Ammo capacity plus I mean, the ammo, yeah, ammo generation. Right. Whisper would win. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's right.
2: Like stationary target, longer DPS phase at range. Um, Whisper is going to win. So, screw Has
3: anyone seen these lead from gold builds that people are doing? Yeah, so it's actually really helpful now. Um, I didn't realize this happened, and the reason I only looked it up is because of the he was selling that lead from gold warpole Cartesian, uh, and everyone was like, go get this. And I was like, I don't want lead from gold. I pretty much auto-delete it. And I realized that when they mentioned the changes to ammo finders, they're A, more effective, and B, there's a stacking effect of special weapons are more likely to spawn heavy uh, kinetic or sorry, uh, exotics are more likely to spawn heavy ammo and heavy ammo is more likely to spawn special ammo. That you actually can run double special heavy if you run lead from gold because that is going to it just kind of loops itself. Um, so I don't think we're ever going to run double special in a day one, mm-hmm. uh, but I ran it in master grasp of avarice and did fine um, with double special and heavy.
5: I, don't know, man. I think if you can get I'm pretty sure you can get truth teller with lead from gold now, can you? I have not gotten one of those to
3: drop in seasons. I
5: don't know. I think there is a secondary or an energy slot one that you can get with lead from gold. And if you're running that in wither horde, like something with blinding grenades, wither horde, and a rocket, that might be pretty good. But I don't know. Again, I don't know how you're going to chain because you're not really using your heavy to kill anything to get special.
1: And then, and then I think like rounding out my, because like primaries is like you know, fate bringer with explosive frenzy. Some machine guns are going to be there, so like I'm not really I, I can, headstone. Yeah, headstone. If you can get the uh, headstone under linting, Luna, uh, I- get that shit now. Uh, the only other stuff that I'm like keeping in my pocket, like sleeper's going to be there because I think it's like best front DP option if it's like you know a fast DPS phase outside of Gallahorn. If we do get a rocket uh, debuff or buff or whatever. Um, Swords, I mean, there's never not a reason to bring a sword. Lament. Uh, guillotine probably less so much now, but I mean, it's Hive.
0: Bring a sword. Yeah. Tracker Wait, Cannon. Is it Hive, by the way, uh, or wow. is it Taken? I were assuming, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. It might I can't be
5: believe you just did that. I, I, <laughs> I cannot believe it.
1: So I always have. I always keep Tracker Cannon leveled up just in case. Um, wow. I keep Acreas leveled up because shotguns did get a buff. So Acreas actually does a shit ton of damage now. Again, the only but thing there is like the ammo and whether nice. or not the whether or not the encounter allows for it, and then uh, outside of that, like assuming because we're supposed to get that LMG buff at some point, which it's but add clear and sustain boss DPS. So you know something like the demo uh, corrective measure, and then like having a thunderlord level up. Those those will be leveled up just in my vault.
2: So There's another thing, by the way, not to forget about.
1: Get the element chain,
4: you
2: know? Don't forget about, like, your grind is not over when all your weapons are ready because you still need infusion fodder. Right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, so an ex-
0: I'm g- another exotic I'm going to have... Two two other exotics I'm going to have leveled up, um, you know, just because is Huckleberry and Crimson. Of course. Just because... Just because both of them are, you know, don't reload. load. Crimson gives healing. The hook, I mean, the hook fucks. So, you know,
1: Well, if you're going to do that, then you have to keep a risk runner level up for all our, our
0: So, I mean,
2: risk runner kept risk me alive And yep. yeah. day one DSC. Yeah, that's a for no, sure. 100%. That's a good risk point. Risk
5: Runner saved A-tracks. Like, it, without risk runner, A-tracks have been so much harder. That's true. That's a good
1: point.
2: But, I mean, that's why I asked what type of enemy it is, because if you don't have enemies in there firing arc at you, risk runner, I would argue, what's the point?
1: Well, if it's Hive, then throw melee. You
2: just go up and slap a Thraw.
5: It's probably going to be a mix. <laughs> it's probably going to be like King's Fall.
1: Well, plus we're at, like, part of it's going to be stasis. I mean,
5: there's no way it's not. Well, it might not be because of the light subclasses on the Hive now. So it might be, like, Hive, light base With the
1: teasers and stuff, there was a lot. Like, it could be, like, honestly, it could be a combo raid. Like, you could get for all, uh, part Hive and then part, uh, I don't want to I don't want to say this, but uh, Scorn, God, that would sound a little bad. Uh,
5: there's Scorn in that trailer. I 100% think there's going to be Scorn influence. Maybe not in the raid, but. I was saying, if there's Scorn in the
1: raid, God damn. Because we have to, to, stasis we have to remember. Animals, ugh. God, we
5: have to remember that lore wise now the scorn are in direct control of the dark, or the darkness is in direct control of the scorn.
2: So, this is a really it's good Zivu. though, right? It's what it's, Zivu though, right? Like controlling them,
5: right? Right, and the darkness is in direct control of Zivu, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, I don't think, this but we're not be a Zivu related yeah. raid,
2: but it, it, so this it's is, probably this is,
5: heavily darkness related.
2: This is my big question, and that is like. Who do we think the boss is going to be? I mean, it's obviously going to be Tanix, right? oh, wow. It's, it's Tanix again. Definitely, it's definitely going to be Tanix.
1: If it's Tanix, he's actually having a heart attack. I have an aneurysm. And...
2: I literally, like, when I saw that, and I spoiled it for myself because I saw the triumphs that someone mined, um, and I was like, "You got to be I'm kidding me!" I mean, um, I had that
0: reaction in real time. That mm-hmm. <laughs> same reaction.
5: I will say... I will say though, while I totally agree that it's disappointing, if it wasn't going to be some like big like ribbon style boss. I'm okay with it being panic simply because the character is high quality. But outside of that it is extremely disappointing.
2: So but who's I even mean, we're gonna get like let's be clear, we're gonna get like another big Minotaur or another big captain or something like that. We're never gonna
0: see another yeah, ribbon
5: gonna, again. It's gonna be a big knight or a big wizard or something. Well, it's but, definitely not going to be Savage
0: but hold on let me let me combat that for a second because let's let's just look at the last two rays they've given us. Obviously we already know who the who the boss of Vogue was, it's Atheon, right? But before that, it was Tanix. It was somebody who was either from D1 or meant something to that particular storyline. So why wouldn't it be Savathun? Like, why isn't this just, like, an alternate version of King's <laughs> Fall?
5: Because the design of her character. Sabathun, is designed not to be directly killed by the player.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, She's too, too important to the
5: story. designed to be directly killed by the player.
1: Yeah. You'll probably see Sabathun write out this, like, arc, to be honest in some capacity. yeah. I mean she's a lot of people important
2: to the story.
3: Early theorizing with the name Witch Queen thought it would be Mara based. I don't I think with all the trailers we've gotten now Mara is not going to be the enemy. Um it is going to be something savathun related or savathun trickery related.
0: It's important uh, to note that uh, we could have a
3: huge left field.
0: It's important to note here that Shy uh, and, and Mara these Mara is very important to Shy so he's hardcore carrying yeah. water here. So Shy, if That'd you had to, had to pick between Mara me. and Ada, who would it be? <laughs>
3: Why have one when both can
2: be?
1: <laughs> 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 those. Uh, yeah,
2: no, I legitimately Destiny don't Destiny know how to think uh, about. We
1: got to come up with Shy's Destiny Two version of uh, "fuck Mary kill." <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Shai, know Shai, how Mary. to think about. it. Uh, all of them. I don't
2: know Mary how, how to think them. about the boss. It's, it's it, it, like YouTube nothing is coming to me.
5: Delicious. Well, so it's gonna be some like uh it's it's going to be like some agent of hers that helped her study like how to get the light or something well you I mean, know, so you we think just,
2: it could be somebody we don't even know yet
5: oh yeah it's 100% going to be somebody like someone in her court or something or some it's most likely going to be some high ranking person in her court that she has also bestowed light to.
0: I like the theory that it's Mara, but I'm going to put a, a similar one out that it's Eris.
3: There mm. so is that Eris? dark future version of Stasis, but I think we kind of canceled that. That whole lore book about like Eris becomes one with the darkness and is not able to control Stasis and Exo Stranger came from that future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've kind of canceled it. There would have had to have been something with her this season. There really hasn't been. Like Mara's dealing just with Crow. There's no Aeris interaction. Like if Eris like showed up in one of the cutscenes and was like, why the hell are you talking to Sabathu? And Like, I hate her. We should like destroy her. And Mara's like, go away. That would have been like a villain turn that I could have seen happening. Well, we've but she's not at all. And
5: we've already seen Eris with the Witch Queen stuff.
3: What? She in was... the live
5: action in the live action trailer she was there. where you're following those guards. Can you all hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah we sorry, hear you. Sorry. I'm, it broke up for a little bit for me. Uh, in the live-action trailer, you're following, you're listening to the like story of a guardian who went through what we're going to go through in like the first couple of missions. And they figure out that Mars is screwed up. They go to Mars. The Sh- Sabathoon's ship is on Mars, and they go and like they fight her. And then they find one of the ghosts and bring back the parts of that ghost. And while that guardian is being questioned. She's being questioned by Ikora and Eris Because you can see in the background a figure with, like, three glowing eyes. Okay. I mean... Cause, and and I Eris th- also speaks in the trailer and talks about that like, Shit. To
1: be honest, I think you're going to see more Eris Because, like, with Vogue and everything, they kind of downplayed tying it into anything else that season. Because, like, there's pretty much nothing else to tie it to, right? Like... As far as Vox concerned, that was kind of its own little story. Like, we've had other arcs with the Vex, but none of it's really been related back to Vogue. I don't think you'll see the same when it comes to King's Fall when it comes back, because there's too many loose ends that involve Eris and Mara with the uh, Dreadnought. Like, I mean, the end of the Taken King campaign with like uh, Eris when she was talking to Mara, Mara sending her Harbingers into the Dreadnought. Like, I actually think you'll see a story around... The Kingsfall stuff when it does come back, uh, hopefully with a destination recurring because the Dreadnought was epic. But I think you'll probably see Eris's story intertwined with Mars more when that stuff comes back, just because it makes sense. I mean, it would be timely too, because those two were linked specifically with that DLC taking King and D one, and we haven't we've barely heard anything about it since.
0: I also saw some lore posts about um, Savathun potentially having a wish trek and masquerading as a worm, so maybe we actually. Maybe that's true or not. I don't know. But maybe the boss is just Sabathun's worm.
3: Zol was such a lame boss fight. I right? hope it's, if it's going to be that, it's got to be way better.
0: I mean, right. so
2: they could do, like, they could make it really epic. I agree that Zol was really lame by me as a dry, strike boss, right? Um, yeah. Pretty lame. But they could, like, given how big, and Zol was supposed to be the smallest of the worms, right? Um, But given Akko how big they it? are, I think... Uh, yeah, they could make that really epic if they did it. And I keep, you know, you always hear this, but I keep reading that they're like, oh, Bungie says this is going to be their most ambitious raid yet. Um, they didn't say that about Deep Stone, I don't think. Um, so I don't know, maybe like, I'm obviously I mean, hopeful, but I'm tempering expectations.
1: got to compete with Last Wish, at least as DT's is confirmed or, you know, concerns. Uh, uh,
2: That's the thing, right? Like if you say that it's your most ambitious raid mm-hmm. yet, then everybody's immediately going to go to Last Wish, right?
0: Yep. What if it has like the, four it's, it's separate
3: encounters, right? 17th <laughs> song. song. There's two of
0: them.
2: Oh yeah, man, just, I did that nightfall
0: like 78
2: times in the season of the undying. And and plot twist, the raid is actually nine people.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's far team of nine. <laughs>
0: Wait a second i've been I've seen this movie before
1: um, yeah the are, whole takeo is actually
3: the fucking strike boss great oh, boss taken comes o. back out of the crystal
0: take oh, it, takeo. Take, take it out all right boys well we have hit every se- we segued nicely into the last discussion point so you know we hit everything um, I'll give uh, everybody an opportunity to have some closing thoughts but I, I think we hit everything shy anything yeah. you have
3: my only closing guess, thought is I'm also going to be leveling up and bringing my Eager Edge sword so that I can skip all of the jumping puzzles by flying through them. <laughs> Probably dying, but it'll be hype in the uh, Day One raid. And I'm like, as we don't long do as the there's a meme. puzzle,
2: because whoosh, I yeah. shoot across.
1: I foresee like a lot of shy, shattered-eyed, and those fucking death. Like and the, then then the transitions between encounters, Shy's dying repeatedly. If you shatter
3: dive and kill me again, I swear I will lose my life. I killed Duke several times in DSC like two days ago. It was great. Well, one
0: of, one of the most important aspects of the day one is to create a meme. So uh, oh, that absolutely. that'll be good. Cole, you had you had something to close with?
1: Uh, I get you know it's kind of just a wish list, but I I do hope it's mechanic heavy. Like I hope it's a good mix, but. Like, again, Last Wish is probably my number two now. Still maybe number three. I just The reason I think King's Fall, like, people call it Plates the Raid, but it's still just one of the few raids, probably one of the only ones, where we killed this, like, literal god with something that wasn't a, you know, a submachine gun, which is stupid to me. But, um, like, I want something like that. I want something that's mechanic heavy and, like, you know, assuming whatever the boss is. Like, obviously, if it's, you know, like a worm or something, I wouldn't want to kill it with, like, ARs from 30 meters away. I just think that's dumb. Like, you know, universe-wise. But so, so, something that's, you know, big, big open encounters with lots of moving parts. But also, like, you know, hero moment capabilities. Because, like, some, some raids do get too punishing where it's just, like, you can't save it no matter what. But... Like, I think just having stuff that's just constant DPS checks and it's just like you're having to rely on other people being leveled up, having the weapons they need leveled up and stuff like that is it's it's a little too one dimensional versus like if it's just a good mix of like, hey, they have DPS checks and there's some like there's stuff you have to learn. Right. Like, I mean, you see it all the time on Reddit, like, oh, I've done Last Wish a million times, but I did it legit for the first time today and it was a million times better. Like, I mean... Forcing, forcing people in the community to learn an encounter is not bad because it just makes them better raiders at the end of the day.
3: So the only thing I would really fight back, not fight back, but temper your expectations here is that we're doing this raid right under contest in day one. So even if it is mechanics driven, that just means that it's mechanics and
2: insane it's, DPS. That's the problem with tell. heavy mechanics. The DPS checks are so tight, your mechanics have to get perfect quickly.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah but I think I agree with Cult overall because it'll be better for the like longevity of kills. the raid. I, I agree. Yeah. Sorry, Colt, go ahead.
1: Like, I get what Shy's saying, but I don't think I don't think we should have the raid be reduced mechanically just so people can feel like there's not too much to do on day one like i could get uh, me personally i could give a shit about the emblem yeah it's cool it's there like it's more about just that day one experience going in blind and stuff like that because like you know we we all have a rate right up on the side you know a stream on the side watching it and stuff like that so it's a little bit spoiled i still do this day, we are
0: not I mean, in the race <laughs> we're just... oh yeah no
1: <laughs> my fondest memory is doing king's Fall day one like and it was hard it was legit hard. And that was without contest. My point being is like, I don't know. Oh, we have to, we have to make the encounters less mechanical heavy because if they have to do with this and contest, like it's going to be too much. It's like, you're only saying that because of an emblem, right? Because then after that contest goes away, like, I don't know. Right. Don't right, know. right. But like,
3: I, I don't know if I, do you think, I know we didn't do day one for Last Wish. I mean, I had never done a raid when Last Wish came out, ever. My first raid ever was when Scourge came out, and you I plan and did it. You're about um, to ask the same question I was going to, I bet. Go ahead. If we were doing Last Wish day one, would we have a good time? could we even get through Cali Maybe. We would not get through Shiro on day one. 100% guaranteed. So yeah. would we have had fun? That's similar to getting stuck at Atrax, right? But like shuro would have been brutal when those ads are once happening
1: well and like i mean you say that but at the end of the day last wish was more about power level than it was anything
2: and let's like let's talk about last wish like how many teams cleared it on day one two is it only one it was two right two and those team was
3: 2404 or whatever oh yeah
2: those two (laughs) teams would i i posit would not have cleared last wish on day one if contest mode were a thing Correct. I think we all generally agree that
1: yeah, yeah, but you you can have a fine balance, you know. They can tune con like I see it two ways. You can either tune the raid to like be adjusted for contest when it's day one, or you can adjust contest to be tuned for the raid when it's day one. Like they can build a mechanic heavy raid and they can adjust contest.
2: <laughs> Here's what I don't want. What I don't want is I don't want a raid that is watered down mechanically just so that everybody can feel good about day one. Right? Absolutely,
5: absolutely, because I'd much
2: rather have fun playing the thing in the years to come, like I do with Last Wish right now. Um, but at the same time, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I, like I will echo what Shai said. I don't want to have a bad time either <laughs> in day one. So
3: I don't think they will ever tune down or context in day one more accessible. I do think just decide to do no contest this time and say the mechanics are hard enough we don't need a contest
1: Well, no, 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 not no contest but just adjust yeah adjust like instead of being like oh your damage is reduced 30% or you take more damage 30% just lower that percentage like
0: there's ways the contest is not as brutal from a DPS check you know right
3: then but just remember if they do that with the equip the only way that they actually do this is by maxing your power that requires us to grind more Like I was saying, 1355 is the contest goal. If they make contest only 10, then 1365 becomes the contest goal. And now we have to grind more bounties. Like that's I I don't think there's a great balance. And I think contest is a fine way of them doing it, the same thing they do for GMs. I master rate higher level and you can overlevel them. I was 1360 in Master Vogue this weekend, and it was easy for me. Um, I'm fine with both parts of that, but I do think we need to just kind of be realistic with ourselves that. If the mechanics are going to be as hard as last wishes with the contest power it's going to be a slog and i think dsc is among the easier raids and we got it done on day one but that's you know i don't have a bad time in DSC even now i think we had a great time no even even being like how long were we
0: at hrex eight hours yeah eight hours and I, i was fine like
2: you know I just don't like the only thing that ruins a day have one for me is when people start to get salty. Get,
1: see, I, I think I think the problem I think the problem truly lies with like how how they have people like do day one. Have the raid be completable and everybody you know, like kinda of like VOG, like a mix between Vogue and what they should do, right? Like Master Vogue I think is a step in the right direction. I don't think it's rewarding enough. Like like yes, you have you have like adept weapons, but like, you know, coming from D1, like, we're used to sick, sick ornaments. Like, the ornament sets in D1 are still undefeated to the day for raids. Uh, so, like, in my eyes, they should just do away with contest. Like, have the raid, have it be built right, you know, like mechanic heavy, you know, like really good raid encounters. You complete that, and then you go do it on harder master or challenge, whatever you want to call it. Right. And like, because one, that's going to separate your portion of the community as it is, right? Like your people who can't hit DPS checks, your people who aren't like, they don't have, you know, 95% efficiency with it, their timing, all that stuff. They weren't going to make it through contest anyway, but they've already completed it on like, I wouldn't call it normal or something. Like you could still have a tinier modifier. But, you know, the non challenger hard mode, they get an emblem, they feel good about themselves, they go on about their day, they go tell their wife, they go play with their six kids and, you know, put their pulse rifle on in PvP. And then you have your group of people who are like, alright, we've done this, let's go beat challenge mode for that, like, you know, extra special day one emblem and do it that way. Like, I think that would be better suited versus just, like, them adjusting encounters based on, like, will people be able to complete this on contest on day one? And I'm sure they've probably probably had scenarios in like you know the raids that have had contests where it's like gone both ways. Like oh we had to tamper this encounter down because it was too hard to complete with contest, or they've like oh that was too easy, so now it's like hey this raid this encounter is really hard and then it's got contest on top of it and it probably stopped a lot of teams, right? So I'd be fine But they, if, they clearly
3: don't tune well for this. They don't tune well for contest because eight yeah. was too hard on contest.
1: Yeah. I think. So it's like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's stupid. Like, I think it's an, it's an arbitrary like modifier that they could just like build a better system for it. Like, it's like, here's the raid. Now we just, you know, paste over fucking contest. Here's your encounter for day one. Like I would much rather have to complete the raid. Like VOG was great. Like uh, the concept about it was great. They could have just done away with contest on the normal one and then just had like the harder challenge mode or master or whatever. Like that was hard enough for teams. You know, like we couldn't even make it past the Atheon on contest on regular, but like if we would have beaten Atheon and then had to go back in uh challenge mode, one beating Atheon, we would be reinvigorated, right? Like we'd be like, okay, we got done with the normal one. Let's go on to the challenge version. And like, would we have gotten through it? Who knows? Cause our margins were already super slim on the regular version, but it's like, it would have been a push versus just like, Oh, we can't beat this because of contest time to stop. So I don't know. There's pros and cons to both. I just don't like the current contest system.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think, I mean, I think you guys had some great points about contests and about how the raid's going to be tuned. I mean, we'll see when it drops. Um, But with that, Jacob had to go, so can't get any closing thoughts from him. But I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Shy, Colt, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll definitely have you guys on again, probably to talk about PvP. So no Cole can rant about that for thirty-five minutes. Plus, plus, plus of a rant, it
1: a... would be more genuine concerns and feedback. Like I would cut out a lot of just the mindless dumb shit that I say, but because like, but beneath, beneath all the salt, there is like very legitimate opinions.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah, uh, Shia, that's a great point. I, we do want to do a post-day one um, recap, which we'll definitely want you guys for. So you you'll think? be there. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to do that. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to throw it to my future self where me, Justin, and hopefully Peter are going to talk some, about a few other stuff related to day one. When and if he resurfaces, <laughs> yeah, when if he resurfaces. Void. So yeah, take it away, future me. We have Holly and Jolly, Peter. We have man whose dog also eats Holly his, and Jolly, just not as Holly and Jolly, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Um, gentlemen, I'm excited. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, we're four, is it six or seven resets away from uh, Witch Queen?
0: All I know is I had a three and a half minute conversation with my wife about how exactly this raid prep is going to go no, down. It's five. It's <laughs> so five. it's, it's real. And it's it, five it's, because
2: this is the, this is, if you want to get Fatebreaker done by the end of the season, you have to start this week and mm, there's five challenges. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. But yeah, what we're excited about is of course, Witch Queen, which, you know, is the new it's the new content for our favorite game destiny 2 what we're gonna hit here is we're gonna hit the three things we're looking forward to in this uh in this new expansion um there's a lot to look forward to it's a really big expansion it's supposed to be similar to size as forsaken or beyond light
2: i think they're saying
0: they're saying bigger than shadow keep smaller than forsaken is what yeah. i heard but i don't know like is
2: it like a little bit smaller than forsaken right
0: or like or... which side of the scale is it leaning on yeah so i mean there's only one way to find out but of what we do know there is a lot to look forward to we're just gonna hit a lot of things. new systems right yeah i mean that's and maybe we'll start with this um there are a lot of new systems and i think that's one thing that i was thinking about um before we dive into each of our three things if you go back to 20 i started playing destiny 1 in 2014 if i gave this game to me in 2014 i don't know if i could play this game like just like other than like the gunplay the gunplay is like the same
2: it's it's tough like to come in and kind of understand what you need to do it's definitely been built for the people who have been along for the ride. And you see that like all the time on Twitter. People are like, I try to get my friend into the game and they had no idea what was going on and they uninstalled.
0: Right. And I think right. that's something unique because it's like, how many games are as popular as Destiny Two based on a player base who has been playing it for years? Yeah, like it just hasn't grown a lot, right? right? <laughs> but has largely <laughs> stuck with it. Yeah, it's wild to think about. Um, anyway, just that's a tu- that's that's a thought. But let let's get it. So, Justin, once you start stuff, what is what are some of the things you're looking forward to here in Witch Queen?
2: All right, I'm gonna start with the obvious one that uh, I suspect a lot of people are gonna start where they are thinking, and that's like the new story beats, right? So, Sabbath Bungo, there. they have been you know they've been kind of on a tear the last few seasons. It's actually been pretty engaging stories. I don't know that they were completely. Like cohesive, right? So we did whichever one it was with Keitel. and then we immediately go from that to something else. And like, there it's just kind of hanging out there. Um, and so maybe they're going to tie it all together, but either way, like this whole culmination in the season that we're in right now, where you know, Sabathun is in theory, I guess, assuming we're not being tricked again. Um, she's frozen, we've talked to her, Mara's got a big plan, like just seeing how that goes. And like how we, it's interesting because we already know, based on the fact that like we've seen Witch Queen trailers, we already yeah. know that somehow this is going to backfire on us, right?
4: You know <laughs> the least. end result. We just don't know how it's going to happen. We just
2: don't know how it's going to happen. And like seeing that unfold, I think is going to be cool. Seeing where they go with the story over the next, I guess it's now going to be three more expansions this one, mm, Lightfall. Lightfall, and then the final shape. And then maybe they'll do something else after that, but right. just new story beats in general are something that I'm, uh, that's something I'm pretty excited about.
4: Yeah, I concur. I mean, it feels like there was a dramatic shift in destiny 2. Um I want to say, with well, yeah. And, and into, especially with season of arrivals and ever since season of arrivals, there have been these massive Um, For me, pretty fluent and continuous story beats that have just built so much hype going forward. And this is kind of the first big sort of gut check for all that hype. You know, which queen? I mean, we've been thinking about Savathun for how long now?
2: Trying not to. We finally get to see. We've already finally seen her, right? Yeah. She's been this out there. Like, the next one is going to be Zivu, right? Like, everybody's going to be thinking about her for years or whatever.
4: Yeah, I mean, even then, it's like Savathun is just this like long-standing sort of just person, you know, hive in the background, and so that's where I'm just ecstatic to see just that long waiting period pay off finally.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is there's two main things that Destiny has has historically been really good at: the story slash lore and the gunplay. So you know, there's there is a lot of hype for the story as there should be, and I'm excited. Like like one of my favorite things is just to get immediately into the campaign. Um, which won't we'll be doing this time because we'll be grinding blues. Grind, baby. To get Gotta to grind 13 blues first. Or no, is it fifteen? Oh, what's the four hundred and fifteen? But the floor go fast. The floor yeah. is as we found out today, the floor is gonna be thirteen fifty, which but the the max is fifteen was it fifteen sixty? Fifteen sixty is gonna be the pinnacle cap or whatever. That yeah. I guess they call it the hard cap. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, that you know, thirteen fifty to fifteen hundred. It's gonna go fast.
0: Yep, yep. So that's a good one, Justin. What are the other? What are your others? Um, I, you know, again, uh, one that's
2: probably on a lot of people's minds: weapon crafting. Mm-hmm. Um, I am expecting a pretty substantial grind as it relates to weapon crafting, but. I am here for that because I feel like I'm in control of my no pun intended, my own destiny. <laughs> um, because you know, in the past I'm grinding activities, just hoping that number one, the weapon that I want is going to drop. And number two, it's going to drop with the roles that I want. And like, that's you just, there's no end in sight to that until of course you finally get it. And that's a, actually a great moment when you do finally get it. And I'll miss that a little bit. Um, But being able to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to, this gun I really like. Um, It's not exactly the role I like that I want, but this gun I really, really like. Um, And so I'm going to spend a lot of time with it to make it mine and to make it perfect, even if there is a pretty substantial grind. Like, and I'll give you a great example the weapon I'm, I hope that we can craft like weapons that are already in our inventory, or at least most of them, because like multi mock. That's the one that I want. Like, I want a specific <laughs> role. It's impossible to farm because I hate Iron Banner. Um, and so, like, yeah, I'd be willing to roll with the, the the version that I have right now. Use it a bunch. Hopefully, eventually make it the one that I want. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a grind. People are going to complain about it. There's probably going to be a stupid currency involved, maybe even two. Um, but again it's deterministic and I, I at least in theory obviously I'm making a bunch of guesses um, which we should find out in the next few weeks they got to preview it soon right right, right. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that like to be able to say I'm gonna put this amount of time in and I'm gonna
0: get the result that I want yeah I mean it should be it should require a significant amount of effort because destiny totally. has has been and will continue to be Rng based loot except for this. And if you're going to remove the RNG part of the shooter-looter that Destiny has always been from the beginning, you have to make it cost something, in my opinion.
4: Yeah. Well, and it's just creating a floor, right? You know, so many times, uh, you know, you never even get the role you want. And just to have that floor of, oh, at the very least, it may take me a long time, but I can get the exact role i want on a weapon where previously that felt you know impossible
2: yeah you know you're not wasting your time right you're spending a lot of your time but and again like we're making a bunch of assumptions here we don't know how the system is going to work but you you know you're spending a lot of time but you know for sure that you're not wasting it um and that's the thing that I appreciate.
4: And i think that was something needed you know and this is definitely i you know maybe it is a little grindy but this definitely feels like a positive addition to the game regardless of you know how weird it can be
0: agreed
2: yep Um, i think my final thing we, we spent you know like a bunch of time uh talking about we'll continue to spend a bunch of time talking about um and that's day one raid, right? Like right. there's nothing I look forward to in a more expand in an expansion more than just the experience of day one and you keep like keep hearing these things about how Bungie says it's their most ambitious raid yet. So like I don't know I, like I'm not expecting a day one clear, but like that however long until we finally call it 18 hours or
0: whatever it is that we're going to spend in there on day one is going to be awesome. I'm yeah. I am pumped. Like I am seriously excited to um go in there and spend, you know, upwards of 18 hours. And I mean, that's what we did. Uh, Justin, were you part of our day one raid? In- he was part of, we were in the second. I group was in a
2: different group. group. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I was supposed to be, but nobody ever. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. So- <laughs> um,
0: I wasn't. Yeah. That's why I was confused. I couldn't really, like, I could have sworn you were there in the beginning. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we spent like, so me and, and a bunch of the other guys from our clan, most of whom per, uh, comprise the other half of our day one raid group. Um, we went into deep stone crypt we were at a tracks for eight hours like legit yeah, we were there for nine hours yeah. and we completed it with 30 minutes to spare on sunday and i tell you like it's it's on some level it sucked. but like that's part of it's a like cool memory yeah it's, it's part of like i will always remember like <laughs> waking up at nine um what was it yeah we, we agreed nine a.m eastern we because we went to bed at like f- five or six or something like that we said okay we're gonna wake up at nine eastern and we're going to get back in there and finish it because we were at Tanix. We were at the boss and I'll always remember waking up 30 minutes earlier and just sitting in the bathtub, just like staring at the ceiling because I was so yep. tired, but yep. it's a great memory and, and it made yeah. better by the fact that we got it. So I hope that's what we experienced this time. And even like the grinding leading up to it, like being in the party with the guys and just like just going through the campaign for the third time doing all the pentacles for the like the sixth time uh, because it will be a grind just like it was for deep stone because it's two weeks Two hundred power 200 power gonna have to swing through your characters and swing back swing on back yeah as shy has enlightened us um, oh there's gonna be a spreadsheet don't worry oh yeah there will be a spreadsheet so i'm i'm really excited like I, I was getting excited about it today when i was uh talking uh to my wife about it so super pumped all right peter quickly to you what are your three things
4: well, I think, uh, I think you know, building off that previous talking point, for me, I'm just most interested in what they're going to do with the main story missions and the raid. And obviously, like, the day one raid has a ton of hype going into it. But, you know, they said that they're going to try to really put a lot more effort into making the main story missions of the campaign more memorable and replayable. Replay- And they're also creating legendary versions of those. The legendary mode sounds hot. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, you know, that's kind of the one thing I think I've been really missing from Destiny is that, you know, in previous expansions with Beyond, you know, Beyond Light, Shadow Keep, you really only play the campaign when you're getting ready for the day one raid. You know, you play. Grind through it, sprint through it. Practically, I, I
2: barely remember what happened in the Beyond Light campaign.
4: Right? Barely. You just, you just grind. You're just through trying it. to get
2: through it as quickly as you can because you're trying to get ready for you know that second Saturday.
4: But right. to have an incentive to go back, and if they you know fall through on what they're promising with the campaign, if the campaign itself is way more in depth, bigger set pieces, more involved, like that's going to be really awesome. And that's going to be a sweet addition to Destiny. You know, part of the fun of the story games, you know, especially first person shooters is going back and replaying, you know, the campaign missions with your buddies. And so I'm really stoked for that.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, I just think back to the Destiny 1 campaigns. I remember all of those very clearly, uh, especially the last campaign mission in taking king uh regicide regicide yeah Yeah, one of my favorites that's an all-timer yeah so like hopefully we're getting back to that a little bit that would be really really cool
4: yeah you know that's my hope is just that we get back to that you know and that's that's if they can you know swing all of that momentum in the campaign into the day one raid you know besides it being day one just the raid itself being awesome like that would be amazing
0: Agreed. agreed what else you got peter
4: well the i briefly touched upon it but legendary missions you know um, not just that these are replayable campaign missions but the fact that we can go back and they're going to be really challenging you know again like it's going to be like conquer it's going to be like we hope you know, master vog it's going to be these this these difficult experiences that you can play later on that just give you I don't know, something to do once you're done with the main content.
2: I do appreciate not being able to just steamroll everything in the game.
4: Yeah, exactly. And on my final point, um, which will be discussed later in the podcast, you know, one of my favorite things about DLCs is, you know, the sandbox changes, the new metas that come in. The new you know videos being released on what's good what's bad what to use all of the theory crafting and build crafting all of that stuff really kind of stokes my fires and so i'm really looking forward to that especially with galley back on the menu
0: yeah i mean bungie has shown recently um, that they are changing the meta almost every season uh we're expecting a rocket meta as we'll discuss um, so yeah, that, that should be interesting. And I'll be interested to see what other metas emerge, like, you know, obviously you have the main seasonal meta of, you know, what's viable. Um, but I'm interested to see what else happens. Like, you know, we had, uh, like, I think currently we have a lot of SMGs. Like multi-mock specifically in uh crucible. And then yeah. for anybody
2: who doesn't know, Huck fucks. Like, yeah. Let's just be real clear oh, about oh, that.
0: Honestly. Um, so yeah, I agree with that hundred percent, um, all right, so that's great, Peter. I'm gonna talk about mine. So full disclosure, what happened here was I asked the boys, I said, Boys, um, we need three things. And Justin was like dying to the spot, top three, boom. And I'm like, Well, those are the main three, Justin. What those are you are doing? The three. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'd like
2: be being first, I got to pick the easy <laughs> right. ones. So and I knew uh, it was on
0: everyone's mind. Yeah, so um, but I am interested. So here's here's what I'm interested. I've always been interested in this in a video game that I would enjoy, and I've not yet find one that I really, really like um but and there is absolutely no evidence that this is going to be a thing but in the trailer there was a moment where just a large amount of thrall were swarming three guardians so like if bungie were to ever introduce a horde a legit horde mode not escalation protocol a legit horde mode that would be awesome like i would play the crap out of that
2: division got this right um in the original game they had I think it was called resistance uh it was very good um but it was like an objective based horde mode so like you had to go complete objectives while just being absolutely swarmed by enemies it was fun Mm -hmm. something like that in Destiny would be that'd be big
4: yeah Well, they, they might already be paving the ground for that from a technical standpoint because you know one of the things about the series of updates they've released over the past few weeks is they changed how orbs of power spawn yeah. in game in engine yeah. and that you know could lend itself better to horde modes well and let's yeah, also definitely... like
2: the gameplay loop is a little tired right yes. like yeah. strikes crucible gambit but... raids trials you know, like it's a little tired and like something like that would really shake it up and would be really interesting.
0: Yeah. And it could even be the seasonal activity, um, especially since those don't really go away. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm, you know, it's hard to say I'm excited about it because we don't like, you know, there's zero evidence that that's going to be a thing. But yeah, the I, idea really, is pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about the idea. I tell you what. Um, okay. Next thing, subclass rework. So Bungie has said they're hitting the void subclass. And this is important to me for this, this one reason. I was a warlock main in D1, as many people were, specifically Sunsinger. Okay. As many people were. Um, now, Did in Destiny, I was a Titan main. Uh, it's not too far fetched. I was,
2: yeah. <laughs> For people who don't know, like all I ever played is Warlock in Destiny 2. Right. In Destiny
0: 1, I was a Titan main. I didn't even ever, I never even made a warlock. Uh, that's something. In Destiny 2, though, I became a Hunter main. And the two classes I used the most were the class I used the most, especially early on was Night Stalker for survivability, mostly, which is the whole point of which was the whole point of Sunsinger also. So I felt like it was for me, it was a natural successor to uh, the way I played Warlock and Destiny one. Um, I haven't played Night Stalker a lot recently just because it hasn't been the meta. Um, you know, Stasis a lot under for that matter at all, but War yeah. Girl. I, I still play, you know, I still make people take me through. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see what the Void reworks are. I would love to have a reason to kick it as a Night Stalker again regularly. As, so, a, as a controversial main warlock, I'm pretty excited about the Void rework. I won't
4: lie. Yeah. And as a... Um, High-ranking high council member of the um, <laughs> Bubble Titans Council. Uh, bubble I'm pretty pumped. You couldn't go bro. with
0: Peter. You missed a golden opportunity. You yeah. should have said, uh, as as a member of the High Council of Titan Sphere, something, something with Sphere. You should have gone Sphere. The bubble
4: Boys, right? The you bubble want our bubble, the bubble Boys. We're the Bubble Boys, and the we're bubble. back.
0: Oh. yeah. We have a full fire team here. I just realized we have sure do. we have one from each class. That's pretty pretty neat. Okay, and then finally, Bungie has said in past interviews that they are committed to bringing a legacy raid back pretty regularly. Now, obviously, we're getting the Witch Queen raid raid now, so there isn't. It's not likely we'll get a legacy raid like you know. Uh, Be halfway through the year, probably halfway through the year. But I am excited about it nonetheless, and I'm attaching it to this expansion because this is the expansion we're getting this year. Um, I will take this moment to stand up and stump for a raid that doesn't get a lot of respect. But is you're not, you're not going to say it, are you? But mm-hmm. is probably in my, it's in my top two raids from Destiny 1. You're not going to do what I think you're going to do. Wrath of the oh, Machine.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. No, no, no. That like, I think like, first oh, what would you think I was right? going to say? Crota's
0: end? I thought you were going to say yeah. end because I'm be Crazy.
2: You say Wrath doesn't get a lot of respect. Like everyone I know says Wrath might be their favorite raid. Um, I hope it's King's Fall. But I think that's Wrath the obvious totally choice.
0: Fine. King's Fall is the obvious choice. Um, but in Crota's End, like I would me, love. Should come back as a dungeon. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I love King's Fall as the first raid ever completed. But I would really love to see Wrath of the Machine. Uh, I didn't do that yeah, right Wrath enough. coming back would be hot.
4: King's Fall, baby. Kingsfall. I want
0: Kingsfall, but I'd be. To- we're gonna. Totally th- fine here's that. what I'm King's saying. Ball. We're gonna get. We're gonna get Kingsfall. Like it's gonna happen.
4: Now's so. the time. I want to be back on that fucking ship.
0: <laughs>
2: well, so here's the deal. Like, if it comes, a really, really, and then they won't do it.
0: Really, hope the dreadnought comes back because that yeah. was a hot destination. Or maybe like, maybe like the dreadnought, but it's like actually crashed into Saturn. Was it still there? Did it didn't yeah, survive you know. the? It's still in the rings, I think. Oh, it's still there. It didn't actually Trapped. okay. So it's still there. Okay. Cool. Theoretically. Unless the darkness did something or the pyramid ships did something. The throne about world it. collapsed once once orx was killed, but right. the dreadnought itself is still there. Right. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, listen, we did it. We hit all we three. All three worried. of us hit all three. Yeah, we got to get into this deep stone crypt and figure out what Tanix is up to. Um, <laughs> By the way, that's one hundred percent going to be the boss in the witch green race, right? Yeah, it's be you'll right. get the same reaction out of me this time mm. as you did last time. Yeah. Um, next time on the podcast, we're going to be doing a movie. Peter, it is your turn to select one. Do you have yeah, one Peter that you can? Pick. Do you have one you
4: can say right now? I do, but we might have to double check with this. Uh, it's a little bit of a longer, slower paced movie. It is it *Le involves- Miserable*? No. Oh, no 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 it's all three lord of the rings extended. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh is it anna green gables it's uh it involves kevin costner all right well dances oh. with wolves i've I never seen dances with wolves okay it is isn't it
0: this is the uh, one, it's Lieutenant. like isn't this the this one is where... one of
4: my favorite movies of all time it's in my holy top three yeah. Wow, I
2: haven't seen it in a very long time, so I've never yeah, seen and
4: it it's it's kind of a weird movie a to surprise. watch in today's day and age. But uh, you know, just a man and the American frontier. You know, barely, barely in the wheelhouse. Eight point yeah, four, baby. Eight yeah, baby. <laughs> That's the cutoff.
0: Oh, 8.0 is 8. the cutoff. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I'm 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 impressed that you had it ready, Peter. Kudos to you. Thank you. All right, boys. Well, let's get out of here. Let's get into this raid. Go raid. Until next time. Peace.